Hi, I'm Tom. And I'm Tom. Welcome to 15-Minute Film Fanatics, the podcast in which two friends and lifelong film fans sit down and discuss movies they've never talked about before. This week's episode, 2019's The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers, who we also covered in a previous podcast episode on The Witch. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with this movie. In the hard first to begin, seg- hard to begin. We've it, seen it, it a couple times. It, it, in, the, in, in the first segment, we always discuss our big takeaways. Uh, I, I'm not even sure, like I said, where to start. Dan, what's your big takeaway from seeing The Lighthouse? Well, seeing it a couple times. Um, oh, <laughs> there she is. She's mine. <laughs> Some say there was an enchantment in the light. No, here, here's my take on it. I enjoyed it much more the second time I saw it. Right, because because I, I saw it, then then we kind of like lost touch for a minute, and then I, you saw it again, and you're like, you have to see this movie, so so I watched it again. Here's what I think: I think that um, it's it's a movie that is uh, if I were 19 as an English major and watched it, I would have tried to make a chart of how every single piece of the movie goes together. Like watching it again, um, when you see him, when you see Robert Pattinson go down to the beach uh, early in the film, and he sees the logs and they're covering up the the what turns out to be the real Winslow. And it's the log jam story that he t- talked about when he was in Canada, when he let the guy die. Um, you don't know what that is the first time through it. But the second time, that's when I was like, oh, my God, that's what that is. And I would have loved making a chart of all that stuff. So I, I agree with you. But the, here's here's the thing about this movie is any other movie you're talking about, I still make charts, you know, 12, 12, <laughs> 11, right. 12 year, 11, 12 years on. This is one of the m- movies that I enjoyed the most in a diachronic watching, just not not understanding you know, each thing moment to moment, I felt totally lost uh, in, in the best way. Yes. Now I, I, I got also got the sense that Eggers was trying to lose me. Eggers, you know, so... Wait, wait, wait. He made, you, you can't call him Eggers yet. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he made two the... movies and they're, they're very good, but you cannot call him Eggers yet. They're, they're both great. He's 36. <laughs> the guy has not even begun to peak. This okay. is one of the most exciting things that I, you know, that's <laughs> happening in American film. If, if he's not called Eggers yet, how, how do you get Willem Dafoe? I'll wait. Well, you can call him Defoe. <laughs> you know, Eggers, eh, two movies get you a last name that, that you're spoken of, like a Kubrick or Capra or, you know, Hitchcock. Okay, continue, continue. He'll, he'll, he'll get there. So I really enjoyed the sensation of being lost uh, in, in this movie. In other words, I don't I, I I understand what you mean about the eggs. I understand what you mean about uh, understanding the hidden meanings yeah. uh, in, in things the second time through. But the first time I see them, you know, the first time you see those logs kind of out of nowhere, you're like, okay, because (laughs) because for me, what you find out before you find out the significance of the log is uh, Willem Dafoe's character, Tom, uh, the other Tom, says something to him like, there's no trees on this here rock. And and uh, of course, I was like, well, where'd those logs come from? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally agree. It was much better that there is no answer at the end. Like it's, it's, it makes the movie so much better. Now I think that's also because like, I'm a better reader than I used to be and I'm a better film watcher than I used to be. You know what I mean? Like I would have wanted the answer, but um, can I say something else about that? Yeah. Like another, my, yes. But my big takeaway, here's what I thought, you know, when we did a um, million dollar baby, I had a secret list, you know, I have a secret list today. You ready? Well, but, before you jump into the secret, good. secret list, you know, just here's, here's what I think it is. You you're undoubtedly a better reader, probably a better reader than me, but I, I don't think that there's a logical logic. There's yes. an associative logic in this movie and no, associ- an, an associative logic uh, of images 
uh, and ideas. We, you know, where where Willem Dafoe, you're not sure if Willem, Willem Dafoe is calling on the ancient sea gods, <laughs> or if he is there, one, or if he is one. And there's no there's no question in my mind that he could both be one and not be one. In other yes. words, th- this is not an algebraic equation. There's nothing on the other side of the equal sign. It's yes. a series of pluses, uh, but each su- subsequent plus makes me happier. Associative logic of images and ideas. Look at you. Look at I, you. That's uh, very, maybe I am good. a better reader than I used to be. I just okay. wrote that what, down. I just wrote your, that down. So what's your secret speak, list? So, well, speaking of lists and right, so I kept thinking of all of the the great literary tradition that's baked into this movie. And it's not just Moby Dick because it's funny when when um when uh um Robert Patterson says like, oh, you got all that, you know, that Moby Dick bullshit. <laughs> and I'm thinking, of course, like, nobody in the 19th century read Moby Dick. That's one of the great ironies. He's like, you're a parody. And um, he is a parody, right? <laughs> but I thought of just besides Melville, here's who this movie reminded me of. You ready? Yes. Harold Pinter. Yes. Right. You know, like where you're, where an answer, quote unquote, is teased at you, like when you watch The Caretaker or The Dumb Waiter, right? Yes. Um, which leads to Samuel Beckett. You know, two guys trapped in this strange universe. How great was it when they said what, what, what? What? When they kept saying what back and forth to each other? That's out of a Beckett play. I I have an even better Beckett moment, which is when when they're drunk and that you find the (laughs) the one lying on the other's chest and they're talking (laughs) to each other about how much they trust each other. I I wrote down Vladimir and Estragon. Yeah, totally. totally. Exactly. So that reminded me of, of course, there's Coleridge, you know, uh, with my crossbow, I kill the albatross. So when he kills that gull. And you don't know if that's what, what curses him for the rest of the time in the movie. Tis, tis bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> tis bad luck. Um, it reminded me of Henry James turning the screw, like kind of yes. like, is this going on or is it not? It reminded me of Vladimir Nabokov has a great story called Signs and Symbols about a kid who has this thing called self-referential mania where everything refers to some horrible conspiracy about him. But you don't know if the things in the story do. Um, and the last thing it reminded me the most of was – um, James Joyce, it reminded me very much of the Nighttown episode in Ulysses, where all of these free associations are coming into Bloom's mind, and all this stuff from his his past, I don't want to say his subconscious because I hate that word, but all this stuff from his past and his memory, like his dead son, they all keep flooding in on that scene in the brothel, and it's it's phantasmagoric, and that's exactly what I thought about this movie. Yes, well, well, there's that, and uh, you know, sidebar on Ulysses, you know, depending on <laughs> whose brain you think that that, that Nighttown is happening right. in, I don't know what you'd make of Let Me Up Jamesy, but we can do a bonus episode on that because <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure it's Bloom. But yeah, it's uh, not just on a, one, right? On another, you know, on a, well, it's not just one is, is the point. And right. on, a, on another note, my favorite thing about this movie and the associative logic of this movie is I think if I or anybody else had made this movie, what you would make it is two perfectly sane people. You know, if yep. a, a perfect Hollywood drama t- these days, yes, uh, 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 turn of the screw, it's two perfectly sane people are in a cabin or in some isolated thing, and then right. they slowly descend into madness. Whereas these two both start out absolutely batshit crazy, <laughs> which is, and, and using that as a starting point is my favorite, my favorite thing about this movie. And the reason why I could not have written it or made it. Right. And because, that, yeah. Absolutely no, and it, or right, it would have been one of them would have been um, the creepy one, and the normal one would have found out quote unquote the secret. Like I know what happened to the previous your previous uh, assistant. Like, but when he finds the head in the lobster trap, you don't know if the head's really there or what he's really thinking. Right. Well, they're they're Tom and Tom, and they, they both <laughs> exactly. have, they both have the same secret. Um, it's it, there's there's something about Eggers where 
uh, Robert Eggers, you mean? Eggers. One thing I said about this movie, uh, or felt about this movie, is that the lighthouse is so crazy, it makes The Witch look like a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) But well, it does. It's totally different things. I mean, The Witch goes like at at thirty-two feet per second per second towards that moment where she sells her soul, right? Right. Um, But there's no, you know, there's no moment. There's no vanishing horizon uh, in this movie. There's just a, a whiteout. Yes. Absolutely. All right, let's let's um, let's keep it rolling and talk about our favorite moments. Okay. We're going to pause here because we just want to tell you something. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. The first point is it's free. Yeah. Second, they have all the tools that you need to create, record, and edit your podcast right on your phone or your laptop. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. You pick up sponsorships, you can make money from your podcast, and there's no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Always be closing, Mike. Always be closing. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, welcome back to segment two. In our episode on The Lighthouse, we're going to do now what we always do, which is pick a favorite moment or a favorite scene or a favorite image. So, Mike, start. Absolutely. So I think it's not my favorite image, but the most indicative image of the film and the one that led me to kind of the theory of understanding the movie or not understanding the movie is when um, young Tom comes out on the deck. He can't find old Tom anywhere and he sees somebody passed out. Right. And he bends down as though he thinks in a drunken stupor or some other way that that he's done something to him he you know he he turns the guy over and it's himself and yes. old tom is behind yep. him and there was there's just that be- brilliant moment for me where i realized that tom plus tom equals tom um <laughs> but there's you know there's there's no tom they're either they're either somehow the same person or doppelgangers of one another but at the same time not and totally different people yes. and maybe the one guy's name is not tom, you know right. and and I think what's meant to happen here, I don't, I don't mean in a trite or cheesy, it's up to the viewer to understand. Yeah. I think intentionally all five are correct at, at, the, <laughs> at the same time. And it, it just makes the moment. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time like I would in another film trying to calculate who knows who about what or who is who because it doesn't matter. And the film continually rolls on. It rolls on to another minute, which is not necessarily connected by, um, by plot Uh, or by necessity to the next one. Yeah. It's all association. Like you said before, Um, right before we can let the viewers know that we had, we don't talk about these before the show starts, but we do like uh, get ready say, when are we going to talk about it? And I texted you and I said, and as I'll tell the viewers now, I texted Mike, I said, um, well, you know, uh, Willem Dafoe is Neptune. And then Mike's answer was, I dare you to say that on the show. And I said, well, he is Neptune unless he isn't. And I didn't say that to be cute or anything. I said, because the movie keeps putting you in that place where just when you think you have it pinned down, um, it pulls the rug out from under you. Like the movie uses the oldest movie trick there is, which is like, I'm going to withhold information. And you're going to you're going to think that getting information is going to explain things. Right. Yes. And that's exactly how the movie works. So you find out like you don't find out anything about Robert Pattinson's past. Um, and then you get little teasing things like that. Uh, <laughs> there she is again. You get little teasing things. You find out about Willem Dafoe's life with his kids. And, and then, he, but then you find out like Robert Pattinson says, that's all a lie. You were never captain of a ship because how could you eat grass with no teeth <laughs> and all that great stuff. So you get, keep it in teased with information and you think perhaps that maybe what happened up in Canada is going to be the answer to what happened with um, Robert Pattinson, but it's no, it's it, the information doesn't help you at all. No, 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 not at all. You know, I mean, one other way that the film works great is if you when you watch it diachronically, when you watch it for the first time without information about what's going to happen, 
uh, you think to yourself, old Tom is an alcoholic. You know, right. when, when they sit down, he tries to yeah. force him to drink. But of course, it's young Tom who's an alcoholic. Right. And that, that, that's, why he, that's why he won't <clears throat> drink because he knows that, you know, he starts to see and feel uh, funny things and lose time. Yes. And then so, some of the movie, you know, here's the, be- the brilliant thing about the movie. This is not the sixth sense where you find out, you know, some, somebody's dead. And then, somebody, right. you know, spoiler alert for the sixth sense, I guess if you haven't seen it since 1999, <laughs> but uh, the, you know, where, where one, where, where the missing piece of information, like you said, kind of reflects back on the rest of the movie on, on, on how you watch it. You know, it doesn't matter if half of the time he actually is losing time to being drunk and half of the time Willem Dafoe is just crazy. Cause there's right. that moment where old Tom says, I knew you was losing your marbles when you, you know, when you chopped up the lifeboat. Yeah. And of course to young Tom, yeah. to the viewer, Willem Dafoe you, chopped up the lifeboat. you yeah. think he attacked him and chopped up the lifeboat. And then of course you're not, you're not sure. And it doesn't matter. And, and that's why it, he, there's a great moment where he says, my moment was the, the scene where, or the image where the two of them are, are, are drinking the booze so fast that it's dribbling down their faces and then they're just laughing and dancing around i think that's a great moment because it shows you exactly what you just said is that how much the alcohol is messing around with robert pattison's sense of time because Willem the folks says like well that was something like you know doesn't he say something like that was last night he says last night that was like two weeks or two weeks ago yeah he's like two weeks ago so they have no idea so the alcohol i think is is it a great a great thing that shows you what's happening at the time and just to go back to what you just said about um about uh you don't know which one it is or things like that that's exactly how like a bad viewer of this would say, actually, they're two parts of the same man. Like they're two parts of the same guy and different guys. And he's Neptune and he's not Neptune. And he sees the mermaid, but he imagines the mermaid. Like it, it all works. Every way you do it, it works because the movie's not interested in, in being the sixth sense. No, if you're, if you're sitting there with your notebook and you're trying to make a chart of this movie, <laughs> right, yeah. I, 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 I urge you to mix some turpentine and honey in a bucket and just relax and just watch it without your notebook. Monkey pump! <laughs> Monkey pump! All right, we'll pause here and get ready for segment three. You got it. Hi, we're back. Uh, we feel a little better now after our, our monkey pump. Um, and now I would have started, <laughs> we're going to start with the third segment, which is we talk about the Yenny. But before we do, Mike just told me he has a great story about Robert Pattinson he wants to share. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it great, but I think, I think it's explanatory of the way that the people who made this movie felt about this movie. And other, I, I don't think that our interpretation of how this movie should be watched is coming from the outside. I think it's, it's baked in. Uh, so the story is, I saw this in an interview that um, Egger sat down with with Robert Pattinson through his agent because uh, he was producing some, I guess, period English drama film, you know, and sat down. And, and apparently Robert Pattinson said, you know, I don't do period drama, um, you know, in Britain hmm. because I because I am a Brit. But, you know, if you have something weird, give me a call because I saw The Witch and I liked it, which is also the reason Willem Dafoe joined is because he saw The Witch and said, if you have something weird, give me a call because I'm, I'm down for it. And apparently through, through his agent again, Edgar sent him the script for The Lighthouse and said, listen, man, if, if you don't think this is weird, I'm out of, I'm out of ideas. So, I, don't, I was I don't, once... Good. No, go ahead. I was once in line for a play standing next to Willem Dafoe the whole time for like a half an hour. And I did not say anything. I would not say how, anything. I didn't say anything. I wanted to. I really did. And I, I was. I wanted to tell him like how much I liked him and to live and die in L.A. and things like that. But because um, this was pre-Spider Man. But um, <laughs> you know, I just stood there and uh, you know, it was just cool. He was a he was a cool cool dude. He, he didn't even be bothered him. Um, but that's a great story about about how weird it is. And weirdness is certainly the the uh, the operating word here, right? Yes. 
as opposed to like scary. I mean, it's not a scary movie the way The Witch is scary. No, no, uh, you know, and they're they're just certain things about this about this take that you can tell when it's made. For example, there's there's no way you can fake drinking that much liquid out of a bottle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I'm I'm assuming that they weren't. Yeah. I'm assuming that they weren't downing. Yeah. You know, uh, Jack Daniels or something like that. But. Uh, but you have to put that much liquid in your stomach, you know, uh-huh. and you have to feel gross after, and they, you have to dance after. And apparently, they had somebody on set choreograph the little dance. Really, you know, and and apparently, you know, Willem Dafoe at the at that moment was like, "Nah, never mind, I got my own dance." And so that's why the kid is he looks so confused in the in the take. Okay. The, the other thing they said about him, which I believe is how much time versus writing the script he spent um, scouting location. And studying huh. old and studying old images, um, I think that this movie is pretty much all about the image. I think that there's a lot of things in this movie that don't work on the page, but work so brilliantly. Yeah, in this film, you know, it, it's an intuitive film from the sense that that's obviously obviously how I think you should watch it. But I also think that that's how it was done. I feel like it was done by feel. And yes. so it's got to be watched by feel. Now, let me ask you what you think about the ending by feel. Okay. Well, I was going to say about feels, by the way, but on the page, that's a great point. Because if you had to read Willem Dafoe's curse after uh, Robert Pattinson d- won't admit that he likes his food. Yes. And he has a curse. He goes, he goes like he calls on trites and everything. Like uh, if you had to read that, you, you it's not the same thing. So what I thought about the ending is, uh, well, let, let's talk about the light. He, he, that's what I mean. You keep getting teased with information. What's up there? What's up there? And to his credit, and the first time I saw it, I, I said, I hope there's not um, an answer up there. And the reason yes. there isn't, right? I mean, I think this is a movie that William Blake would have loved because it's for a million different reasons. Like, like the great image of where um, William Dafoe's, where the light's coming out of his eyes and he's standing yes. naked. Um, but I think at the end, it reminded me of, that's certainly an inside joke about um, uh, Kiss Me Deadly. Did you ever see Kiss Me Deadly? Of course, yeah. yeah. With, with so, what's in the suitcase. Yeah, what's in the suitcase, right? And Cloris Leachman and then the thing blows up. Right? And of course, that, that is carried on into Pulp Fiction. Right. What's right. in the suitcase, same kind of thing. So I think it's one of those things, you know, the light is up there. But I think that when he sees what's in there and starts screaming, I take it that that's, you know, it's supposed to be some beautiful thing or it's, it's too much. for We don't know what it is. It's, it's whatever the aliens look like in 2001. Right. Um, and but it's it's I think that it, it explains the way to, it, this is going to sound cheesy, but it explains to you how to watch the movie. You don't know at the end, like, well, is he is he actually a tortured soul? And this is hell. Maybe Willem Dafoe was a was a sea god sent to torture him for for killing the gull. Like, the, none of that works well enough. No, I think to your point, I think it only works to know that it's some sort of revelation which cannot be portrayed in film. And right, and our only the, the, if the question is what is human beings' relationship to revelation? It's well, you can get drunk and dance and hit each other yeah. and sometimes have interesting moments and tell each other lies about yourself beneath it yeah and that's, that's, <laughs> and that's, that's about it that's your relationship to revelation and that's about it so that's why earlier in the movie when we he sees like will the foe um imagine if he, like up there like sprawled naked up there uh, in the glass he's kind of looking up like huh um and then he's he's walking up the stairs and you see the goo come down and you see the giant like uh you know octopus arm and things like that you don't know what's going on up there but uh, the movie teases you to think you're going to find out and you don't get that answer and i think it's so much such a better movie for that uh, 100 i mean you 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 had the best line on it which was uh you were telling me who to watch it with and who not to watch it with oh, yeah. but not but not revealing anything uh-huh. and i said why is it explicit and you said not in the way you mean which is- <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which is at, at, at once uh, the best warning that you can have, uh, and also spot on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did you think of the song when you watched it? Did you? I want to marry a lighthouse keeper and keep him company. You know, movie that's no. from. 
No. I want to marry a lighthouse keeper and live by the side of the sea. That's what um that's what Alex's parents listen to on the radio when he gets out of prison in the Clockwork Orange. Really? <laughs> yeah, they just sit around listening to I want to marry a lighthouse keeper. Um so of course the romantic idea, let, let's go out in the lighthouse and no one will bother us. But of course this movie uh is it, this is not a recruitment poster for lighthouse keepers. No, what what are they called? What are they I, a wiki? A wiki, a wiki, absolutely a wiki. Talk to you soon. Well, to all you wikis, thanks for listening, and don't forget the light is mine. And don't forget to uh, like us, and subscribe, and listen to us, and um, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Bye bye. Take care, Tom. Hi, it's Dan. Mike and I are having a great time recording this show. I'm going to try to speak slowly now because I know I talk very quickly when I get excited about the movies. We're really, really grateful that people have downloaded the show, that they're listening to it. And I just want to remind everybody of different ways you could help out the show. First, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review. That's really, really important. Another thing you could do is follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter address is at 15minfilm. And you could tweet us movie ideas, things you want us to cover on the show. That'd be really great. Another thing you could do is that on every episode description, there's a link to the show's website on Anchor. And you could leave us a voicemail. So if you don't want to go on Twitter, you want to leave us a voicemail, that would be great too. And also on those um, Anchor descriptions, you can get a link to support the show by making a small monthly donation. And if you do that, Mike and I are going to wait till we get enough monthly donations and we want to buy more equipment. We're not going to do any money laundering or go on any uh, exotic trips. We just want to try to get the best equipment we can so the show can sound the best that it can. We're really having a great time doing this. It's really taken off. So thank you to everyone who's listened and give us some movie ideas. Bye-bye.